they're just such such amazing machines to think they were built, you know, 80 years ago now at this point. But they're still so they're so fast. They're so just like awe-inspiring and powerful, um, but yet so simple. Um, you know, and and to think of to think of the people who flew them as well. You know, looking inside the cockpits of some of them, and they're they're not comfortable um, really? in the slightest. They don't look like they would be very fun to fly for five to six hours, you know, straight for long distances and under high stress. But you know, young men did it day in and day out, and that's so so inspiring to me. Today, I'm talking to the young pilot John Clark. Hello. Hello, John. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. It's so lovely to meet you here on Zoom. It's lovely to meet you as well. Um, tell me, where are you based? I'm in uh, Salt Lake City area of Utah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So um, it's so great. I I spoke to your dad about his career in aviation, and it's so it's so lovely that you also um, you're willing to talk to me and tell me your story because. Um, you are still training to be a pilot, am I right? Yeah, yeah. So first tell me, what was it your dad that inspired you to become a pilot? Uh, yeah, I would say so. I think my uh, first memory that I can like distinctly remember of my dad is actually packing up the uh, the family pickup truck and, and driving all the way about nine hours away to go to an air show um, when I was probably four or five uh, and just walking around my dad asking him questions you know just being a thrilled little kid being surrounded by all these cool airplanes not really understanding a whole lot but having basically a walking encyclopedia with me <laughs> of aviation yeah. that I could ask um, and then that became that became like a routine for us of going to air shows every single year um, that we could squeeze in, you know, in the summer or whenever I didn't have school or I could, I could take a, a day or two off and go somewhere. So I'd say that just growing up around my dad being around aviation in my life, it was just, I always kind of knew that that's what I wanted to do. Really? And, okay. Well, so from a young age, was there something that, that you thought you wanted to be a pilot? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think from the, very first time I was ever asked the question, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up or what do you want to do for really? a career? I think it was always been, it's always been pilot. So, But now you had the example of your dad being a pilot, so you could see the work that goes in or the dedication and the hours. And, and it also must have been that your, your dad was away for times because uh, it, it's also that part of being a pilot that, that you have to sacrifice that family life. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and I guess it just kind of comes with the trade. Um, but yeah, I grew up. I saw how much work my dad put into it because he was so passionate about it. Um, and you know, he he was he was always one to appreciate what he did and feel lucky that he was able to pursue his dream. Um, and, um, you know, he loves his family and, and he hates being away from him, but he understood, you know, that that's kind of just part of the world that he was going into. And, and, um, 
you know, he did everything he could, though. He, he stayed at a, a regional airline, so mostly does day trips and whatnot. So he could at least be home almost every night. Um, every once in a while, he'd be gone for days on end. But usually, usually he tried to work it so he could at least be home somewhat regularly. And I was definitely appreciative of that growing up um, because I know how much flying meant to him. And I know, you know, how much of a dream career it was for him. So for him to sacrifice some of that for us was definitely a big a big uh big help yeah because you're also in in it now and you also know what the what are the sacrifices that you are having to make to get to your license and to build up your hours and so on so um but did you also from a young age understood the um like the the safety around it and the um you know the the how can I say the all those logistics around it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, going to air shows, you see basically the best of the best when it comes to pilots from all around the world, from from Europe, Asia, North, South America. Every single pilot that wants to come and, and share their love for aviation with others and show off their their skills, you see how much dedication and skill it takes because you're doing such a dangerous thing in in aspects right because you know humans are never really meant to fly <laughs> it's something that we figured out on our own and, and yeah. the freedom of it has kind of have driven us mad maybe of trying to get into the sky but i definitely knew um watching air shows seeing some close calls some accidents that you know it's it's dangerous mm. and then you know you have to be you have to be calm and collected because it can be stressful. I've already felt stress in, in flying and in moments where where it's a little scary, but you have to be calm and you have to understand um, that if you're not calm, that only makes the problem worse. So being safe, definitely a big part of it. And, you know, obviously logistics as well, like, like you were saying, I mean, um, I'm sure my dad talked to you about how many hours it takes and whatnot yeah. to be to be like an airline pilot or, or to do any of these other things. It takes a lot of commitment um, and then, you know, a lot of flying, which is not cheap. So the logistics side of it is definitely, yeah. definitely a big, big aspect. I, I This is also something that I speak to everybody about because it's, you know, the, it's one thing to have the dream and, and to really want to do it. But there's another thing as well. This is, it's a, an expensive training and um you know that's it's it's something that you also have to take into consideration yeah absolutely it's uh it's a big expense um there's obviously the fuel for the planes insurance and then just the hours of of having an instructor with you you got to pay the instructor you got to pay um for all these different things to allow you to fly um, and it, it adds up quick, um, and uh, but it's worth it. You know, you have to have that kind of mindset going into it. Like, this is really what I want to do, and I know I'm gonna make this money back, but I've got to I've got to take this initial loss, and that can be really hard for a lot of people. I, I've talked to some people that I was training with at, at my flight school who it was just too much money for them, and they really didn't have the the desire that bad to fly they just thought it would be a fun career but not really not really their dream so they ended up you know getting a little bit sticker shot 
from the price tag and ended up deciding to go elsewhere. And that's fine. But, you know, if, if like you said, if it's your dream to do something, um, you know, I don't think anything should get in the way of that uh, price, time, whatever. If you're dedicated, if you're real, willing to do it, I think, I think the sky's the limit. Obviously, for a pilot, the sky's yeah, the limit. Yeah. But where are you now in your training? So you've got your license and, and do you have your commercial license already? So right now I just have my private license. So um, I still have a couple more licenses to go. So I've just been working on those, practicing those uh, commercial and so you have to now build up hours to get to the next to the next license basically yeah yeah so you have to do basically hours that are the training for the type of of license you want to do um, and then you're you're given a check ride so you'll have somebody from here in the u.s somebody from the faa um will come and and do an exam make sure that you are knowledgeable as well as skilled. So they'll do like a a ground portion where they'll ask you a bunch of questions, basically like an exam for any other type of like like test or school. And then you'll you'll get into the airplane and they'll evaluate you on on several skills. So right now I'm working on my instrument rating, um, which just allows you to fly into conditions where otherwise you couldn't really see visually and you're just relying on the instruments of the airplane so anytime you're flying in bad weather or clouds or anything like that um obviously a really important uh rating to have to be a safe pilot because you know weather's so unpredictable um yeah. that's basically how the process works and then and then you got to like you said you got to build the hours for that specific type of flying so you got to say i have this many hours of flying instruments only before you know i can get that license so this uh, this part where you do the instrument flying do you have to fly with an instructor then yes yeah you do okay. mm. but now how do you keep motivated because it's uh, there must be times where it's like feeling slow you know because oh, yeah. you have to <laughs> i always think if people say a thousand hours then i think well, you know, it's an hour and an hour and an hour up till build up until that amount. It's quite a lot, you know. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like I don't know. I always think of it as like you're standing at the bottom of of Mount Everest or K two or something, staring up at the top. Yeah, and go get there. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like you said, it's just an hour at a time. It's just one step at a time to climb a mountain. One one flight a at a time to, to build your hours and uh, you know i think i think you can get too focused on the goal but you can also lose sight of the goal at the same time so i think it's good to have a healthy balance of realizing you know the goal is is far away but that's still what i'm going for and that's going to be so rewarding to get there but then maybe breaking that down into smaller goals i found that really helpful of just being like okay you know this week i've got to do this this and this so let's make sure i get all those done set that as a goal and just take it you know one or two weeks at a time and that's really helped me to 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 not get so overwhelmed by the oh my gosh i gotta i gotta fly so many hours and i'm never gonna get there to just be like you know what can i do today what can i do this week to help towards that 
But now, so you can't fly people around now. You don't. You can't have passengers. But now, what can you do with the license that you have to build up the hours? Because I just spoke to a pilot, and he said that this is the catch twenty two situation in flying: is <laughs> that you have to have the the experience or the hours, and but you have to build up the hours. Yeah. So. Currently, all I can pretty much do is I can just fly for recreation purposes and for training purposes. I can carry passengers as long as there's only, um, as long as it's a small amount and not for hire for money or anything like that. It's like a family trip or something like that. Um, but mainly just training is probably the best way to just build up hours and just to go practice different things that you've learned. Um, and just build up those build up those hours towards those next licenses. And so how many hours do you have to do for the next license? Is that that's um, the commercial one? Yeah, I believe I believe I have about another 100 and 150 to go. I think yeah, I I think you need about well, let me see. Probably need about another hundred. I think you need about two hundred and fifty hours total for that. Um, and then, but once you earn that license, then you can officially start making money, um, doing um, little little jobs here and there. But that's what allows you to, to make money, and that that's the best way to build time is just to to do commercial stuff like that. But in America now, at the moment, so where you are, um, is there a do you see a future so you you can that's also something where you think okay so at least when I get there then at least I can start earning money from flying is that is there's the possibilities for you oh yeah there's there's a lot of things here um that you could do commercially a lot of people fly like freight around to build up those hours to go to an airline they can fly you know, boxes for, for whatever postal service, DHL, UPS, or whatever. Um, people will do a lot of like tours, like they'll fly people around the Grand Canyon to see it from the air, um, around other other scenic parts of the country. Um, and then a lot of survey, that's kind of what I've been looking into, um, survey work for like logging companies or power line companies or like oil um, industries they need a lot of surveys or what what they're going to plan on doing what they already have in place to make sure that it's already or everything's all well maintained and everything because it's a lot of a lot of ground to cover so doing it by air is, is pretty much the best way to do it and that's a great way to build time that i've that i've looked into and researched so far because you're flying a lot um, and it's consistent because they always need that work done. So, oh yeah, yeah. But you also have to now. Um, every time you go, you you fly a specific plane, you have to also have that license for that. So you can't, you cannot just get into an airplane and fly it. So every time you have to have a license, is that right? Right, right. So you don't need like a, a specific license. The only thing you would need. A license specifically for is like a like an airliner you would need what's called oh, an ATP but you definitely wouldn't want to just go and jump in <laughs> any uh, plane and just go so a lot of times people will get 
uh, checked out, they'll just go with an instructor that's proficient in that plane and they'll fly with you, show you, you know, the ins and outs of this plane, show you everything. And then they might do like a little bit of an exam, make sure that you're safe in that plane and they feel comfortable um, endorsing you. And then once you're like endorsed for that plane by an instructor, then you can fly it. So. Mm. Now, um, how much do you learn from your dad? Do you do you fly with him, and and do you um, you know, do you exchange that sort of? Does he give you advice and things like that? Oh yeah, all the time. We uh, we'll sit down and we'll talk. If I have a question about something, or or you know, I'll, we'll like kind of come back, reconvene at the end of the day. Sometimes and be like this. He'll be like, "This is what I did. This is where I was flying." Like. We'll hear each other on the radio sometimes because we fly really? around the same the same uh, the same airspace, um, and then we'll just kind of talk and and uh, I don't know we just we just really like indulge in aviation too. We'll we'll be watching videos of new planes or or new things that have come out together and just just talking, going back and forth. Um, so he's been a huge help. Just always somebody I can just go to. Um, he actually helped me. On my my check ride for my private pilot, I was struggling with a maneuver, and I was like, "Dad, I just don't know, like, you know, how to like really nail it down." And he gave me some some tips and tricks, and I tried them out, and it was one hundred percent what I needed. And then then I was able to go and, and and pass that check ride, and now I have my my private license. So huge thankful, <laughs> or I mean, I'm really grateful to him for that. And yeah, it's always been amazing to have. I can I can just imagine that it's a great um, thing that you share, you know, some uh, something that that's really special that you both understand. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's always it's always kind of been our thing together. Now, what uh, I've just spoken to a pilot also, and we talked about the old airplanes, the warbirds that you call them. Uh, do you have an interest in those? Oh, absolutely. That's really? that's my favorite um, favorite type of, of, of aircraft. They're these old classic, uh, World War II especially. Um, I don't know. There's something about them. Uh, I've always been kind of a history buff as well. So anything, anything to do with World War II has always been fascinating to me because it's such a pivotal and sad, but, but also so important time in human history. Um, but these... These planes are just so, they're so raw and they're just so built for, for one purpose alone that it makes them, I don't know, almost, almost magical, I guess you would say, but yeah. they're so, they're just such, such amazing machines to think that they were built, you know, 80 years ago now at this point, but they're still so, they're so fast. They're so just like awe-inspiring and powerful, um, but yet so simple. Um you know, and and to think of to think of the people who flew them as well. Um, you know, looking inside the cockpits of some of them, and they're they're not comfortable um, really? in the slightest. They don't look like they would be very fun to fly for five to six hours, you know, straight for long distances and under high stress. But you know, young men did it day in and day out, and that's so so inspiring to me. That like you know, if they could if they could do that back then. Um, in those planes while getting shot at. I think I can do it in a much more comfortable modern plane while not getting shot at. So yeah, yeah, exactly. 
but yeah, I don't know. I've always loved them. It would be my dream to, to fly them one day. Mm-hmm. It's just they're getting harder and harder and rarer and rarer as time goes on. But this is a, a very lovely that you say that you also interested in it. And um, do you think it's important that you, as young pilots, also do that? You know that you that you have a feel of, of, of that you get this experience of this very raw, this very basic way of flying uh, compared to what you are used to now. I mean, I'm I'm sure that. The airplanes that you're flying now are just uh, a world apart from those ones. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it's super important for younger pilots to appreciate where we came from um, and understand that you know kind of the largest group of of pilots that were ever raised up was because mm-hmm. because of World War II. I mean, there was thousands of pilots from you know hundreds of different countries. Uh, and to understand these old planes and to to appreciate them, I think is super helpful um, for pilots to understand where we came from um, and to understand you know how privileged we are to have have the amenities and the and the technology that we have in planes today that makes things so easy. Um, and then just the, I mean, the skill in flying those old planes as well. They're they're super hard um, bucking broncos, if you will, to, to fly some. So they're so powerful and so basic, there's nothing really helping you but yourself. So it takes a lot of skill to fly those. Um, and I think appreciating the, the planes and the, the men and women who flew them is just so helpful. But now, um you're still now young and you're still now at the at the start of everything. But still, if if somebody comes to you and say, "How you know what what advice can you give uh, someone who wants to now get their license and you know who who's also like you, you know, have, have got a passion for aviation?" What would you say to them? What would be their first advice? Um, I think the most important thing is just to to really want to do it. I know that sounds really basic but you know you have to really see yourself through that goal and be like you know i really want to do this aviation really is my passion because it's hard um you'll get you'll get really bad days and you know really hard times and you're like i just don't know there's so much information to learn it's just so so many things to learn all at once that it can become overwhelming that people just quit, but you gotta, you just gotta love it, and you just have to kind of be your own advocate um, and uh, your own your own critic in, in a lot of ways as well. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be a perfect pilot. I don't think you're ever going to get there, and so you're gonna have you're gonna have rough landings. You're gonna be um, feeling down on yourself. And you may not feel ready for something, but you have to be there to tell yourself, you know, hey, I need to work on this. Or, hey, you know, it's okay. Like, it's just training. We got to do it another day. You know, we'll get better at it. Mm-hmm. Lots of be willing to stand up for yourself. And a lot of flight schools and instructors are looking to try and push students to do things that they're not ready for or that they don't feel comfortable with yet. And that can be a really dangerous situation. I've seen 
some people that are pushed into things that they aren't ready for yet. Um, that's just a super bad recipe for disaster. So standing up for yourself in that regard too, I think is a big thing. Just saying, hey, like this is my goals and training, and you know if I'm ready to do it, then I'm gonna tell you that, and you know this is how we're gonna get there and sticking to that more. But now, what what are the wishes for you now for the future? Where are you heading? What what is the goal now? Um. Well, for right now, I just want to finish getting all of my training done. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, I, I I would love to um to apply for our National Guard here in the U.S. I think that'd be really cool to experience some of the the military side of aviation. Really? Um, in a capacity that I could do it as well as flying to the airlines because then I already kind of do both um, just to experience a wide range of planes but also just to um, become more involved now on the pilot side of things in terms of like just being being an aviation fan all my life you know I've always kind of sat on the sidelines you know watching air shows and whatnot and, uh, you know, I'd love to, to fly in an air show someday. I don't know if I'll ever get there, but I would love to uh, to try and find my way to that. I think that would be really fun to share that passion with, you know, kids that I see myself in, um, just, you know, wide-eyed and, and loving aviation. I would love to be able to, to share that passion with those kids and, and give them that love that, that other pilots gave to me when I was younger. Yeah, it's that giving back, you know, because you know, you know what it feels like to stand there and to watch and to, to have the dream. Amazing. Yeah. I, you know, I think I was uh, in South Africa at the, at a at a um, uh, air base, and and there was a museum, and there there were young children, boys and girls, cleaning the aircraft. You know, the other ones that are in the museum. And uh, they come every Saturday and they come and they clean the hangars and they clean the aircraft, they dust them. And and I just, uh, I spoke to a few of them and, and that uh, already at that age, you know, this absolute love for aviation, for these aircraft, you, you think it's so amazing that they do that, you know, for a Saturday to come and clean the hangars. It's, it's it was wonderful to see. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just... Seeing seeing kids just love aviation is just so like it just reminds me of me and that just makes me so happy that they're finding a passion that so many other people have and that I want to share with as many people. It's just awesome to see young people engaging in it. Yeah. Well, John, this was so lovely to talk to you. Uh, it was so great to talk to your dad as well, and now talking to you and. Uh, um, it's it's also lovely to hear the story, you know, where you have both of you have the same love for aviation, and um, and I'm sure you're going to still learn a lot from him. And um, I wish you all the best for your journey or your path or your your flight path <laughs> for the future. Uh, and and uh, yeah, it it just looks as though you or it it sounds as though you have everything. You know where you know where you're going, and you know what it takes to get there. So uh, that's so wonderful to hear that. Also, um, at your age, to do that. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was, it was awesome to to just share my love of aviation on the platform and kind of a little bit of voice and 
And yeah. just hopefully somebody is inspired that's uh, thinking about applying to just, you know, go ahead and do it. So thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much, John. And have a lovely afternoon and um, send my regards to your lovely dad as well. Thank you. You have a great day. Okay. Thank you. Bye.